0: You almost made it. Almost. <laughs> he, almost uh, made hi, it. he almost made it. He almost made it. I Y'all don't even want to know what just happened. So Yo, this is Black and you're listening in the box, ATF. <laughs> How's the tour been so far? Amazing. Uh, I just finished an arena tour before this tour, so on that tour, like, I learned all the new things I needed to learn for this one. So as far as, like, crowd control and stage presence, like, things I, you know, wasn't that much aware of before, I learned it, brought it to this tour, and now I'm having fun.
1: What's your favorite moment been on the tour so far?
0: Favorite moment on the tour so far... Honestly, just seeing, like, the way everybody works together, like the crew, uh, waking up every day, we have to do the same thing every day, mm-hmm. so to do the same thing every day, and for nine out of ten times, it, it's still fun, like, that's a, it's a dope thing to me.
1: How's it feel being back in Atlanta?
0: Atlanta's home, so it's always, you know, amazing, but I don't know, it's like, every show is great, but there's just an extra kick and an extra sense of pride that comes, you know, like, when I step on the stage here, like, I always wanted to perform at Tabernacle, and... Now I'm performing, you know, back-to-back at Tabernacle, so the love is through the roof. I love it. I'm having the time of my life. So
1: you're from East Atlanta, so how does that influence your music?
0: At this point, a lot of the greats and a lot of the music we listen to right now, you know, kind of comes from East, you know, from the East, from Gucci to Future to Gambino. Like, there's so many different styles and sounds that come from the East, and, you know, being from there, all I ever wanted to do was, you know, say, hey, I'm from the East too, and this is my sound.
1: Was it a struggle growing up in East Atlanta?
0: It's what you make it, you know, regardless of what your upbringing is Or, you know, whether you're in the streets or you in the suburbs Or, like, no matter what's going on, like, it's what you make it Like, I knew people who had five bedroom, six-bedroom houses But they were gangbanging mm-hmm. And I knew people who were in the streets but were trying to go to college So I found myself on both sides, you know, all the time And I found myself, like, right in the middle Trying to figure out what it was I was supposed to be doing And what I needed to do So there's always an opportunity for you to turn left and fuck your life up And I just so happened to turn right
1: How did your family, your mom, your brother, how did they help you kind of get to where you are now?
0: You know, I think, and it's not even like a a selfish thing to say, it was just like I felt like I had to be able to take care of my own self, and within that, you know, you can take care of everybody around you, or you you can at least inspire them to, you know, take care of themselves too, so I was just focused on getting my shit together, and once I got my shit together, you know, and I, I saw what I could do for them, it was like, okay, you know, now I can help you, now I can be there for you now you can actually see that it's possible to do whatever it is you want to do or now you actually have the resources to do it so, you know, they've always like inspired me but more so it's just been I gotta get my shit together so that everybody else can be okay
1: a couple months ago, you had a dark, black-and-white type feel to your music and your persona. Mm. The black-and-white being the only thing that you can see on your Instagram page. And then even in your first album, Free Black, because it was black-and-white with the bear right. and you. What made you want to change the feel?
0: Um, I mean, more so, I always felt like the black-and-white thing wasn't that much of an aesthetic. And it was just kind of where I was in my life. Like, I was trying to figure it out. I was trying to figure out if I was happy or not. I was trying to figure out how to express myself. You know, there's a lot of things I was still learning. So I felt monochrome. You know, I felt... Like, I was at a standstill. I felt black and white. And, you know, when things started to change in my life, like when I had a daughter and I started to tap into myself and learn myself, then I was like, okay, now I'm ready to graduate to color. Now I'm ready to to change things and, you know, to just be a little bit more different. So
1: the black and white kind of symbolized the unknown. Exactly. Part about you. Exactly. What's the significance of the bear uh, that is in your album, your album cover, uh, some of your designs, the graphic tees?
0: Yeah, kind of like the number. Uh, it was just something that followed me through our life, just, like, from stuffed animals to just, like, favorite things to, to watch and look up. And I got older. I started to learn more about the animal and got into spirit animals. And um, I don't know. I just felt like it was the animal that represented me the most. Uh, it was very, like, calm, chill, like, peaceful animal. But obviously, like, don't poke the bear. Don't fuck with the bear. And it was a moniker that followed me. I actually had an old piece of cover art. And the logo that I have now was a piece of that song cover art. And when I had to go through, like, a rebranding phase, like, um, we weren't going to run with the whole six campaign, so we switched to the bear. And I was looking through my old cover art, and I saw the bear, and we were just like, that's it. Like, that's that's the next, you know, that's the next campaign. All
1: right, so you said don't fuck with the bear. Can you use that same thing to put these other artists on alert?
0: Hmm. You don't, like, wake up and, like, want to to just randomly be the best or, like, you know, to randomly just, like, want to be great one day. Like, that's embedded in you from the beginning. Like, ever since I knew how to rhyme words and put sentences together, I was, like, I'm going to do this. And I'm not just going to do it. Like, I'm going to strive to be the best at it. So, um, I think that's 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 fair enough warning. Like, some people are here to, to do music and have fun, and then some people are here to, like, push the limits and, like, push themselves. So, that's what I'm going to do. Everything else, like, doesn't even matter to me. Like, I see where I'm going, and that's all I'm focused on.
1: So how long have you known that you wanted to be a rapper, and what made you come to the realization?
0: I mean, I rapped all the way through, well, from elementary school, from being the only kid to rap, because no kids rapped in elementary school, to middle school, getting into battle rap, started to make songs, high school battle rap and making songs, college. I wouldn't want to go to class, but I would walk across campus to go to a music room, so... You know, I always knew throughout every stage of my life it would just happen. Like, I just had I had to go through those stages, and whether it was rapping for a school project or battling on the field at, you know, P.E., like, I had to do all of that to get to where I am today. So I've always known I just had to, you know, tune things up and find a sound and find a message and, you know, figure things out, and that's what I did.
1: You were a battle rapper at the start, but now your sole purpose is, as you said, in your genius video putting niggas in their feelings All right. so what made you want to change up that style
0: um through my own like personal discoveries and like you know finding myself you just kind of notice from your peers and from like just the world in general that not too many people like to tap into their emotions it's either like considered soft or you know like whatever people want to label it as and at the end of the day i kind of feel like the reason why we're all here is to to love, you know, whether it be your family, your friends, somebody that you're in love with, your kids, like, that's what we're put here to do. That's what we're put here to figure out. So that's what I felt like, you know, my my purpose was, you know, to, to make people actually think about that and to make people actually want to work on that part of their life. So yeah
1: so do you think that the music of like the early 90s where it's gangster rap hard stuff? do you think that that uh influenced the hyper masculinity that it's soft if you touch uh your emotions, stuff like that
0: yeah and and it's crazy because like i love you know that era of music but you saw when it was um when it came down to 50 versus kanye and that was like for me that was the huge shift in music at the time because 50 was at the peak of his career and gangster rap was going crazy.
1: And then got beat. By and
0: him. yeah, and, and you know, in his mind at that moment, it was like I'm unbeatable. Like nothing can like knock this off. This is the wave. And Kanye kind of came through a little bit shy, a little bit reserved. And he's just like, Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm gonna try my best. I'll sell him. And he did it. And after that, everything changed. You know. Like, Nobody, You know, it, it was the cool thing, you know, to actually talk about your feelings, to actually want to talk about your mom, to, you know, like, it's not like nobody else was doing it, but once that big shift happened, I kind of feel like that changed music for a while. So, so who
1: are your inspirations for your, your music?
0: Um, They range, like, you know, new to old, like from Michael and Prince to Sade to Three Stacks to Erica to, you know, writers like James Fauntleroy and... Uh, Brandy, like it's really all over the place. Like I've Young Thug, like it's 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 everywhere.
1: Just looking at you now with the ripped jeans, the slides, yeah. the champion hat, yeah. uh, you are dabbed out right now. So, <laughs> where do you get your fashion sense from?
0: Whatever the hell I'm feeling, yeah. <laughs> and that, like it's crazy because you know sometimes it could be on, sometimes it could be off. You know, sometimes it might be matching, sometimes it might not be matching. But it's whatever I'm feeling. For the most part, I like to wear all black just because it makes me comfortable and it looks cool as shit. Uh, and other than that, like I said, it's just, I don't know, I like nice stuff. I like chill stuff, nothing over the top, except jackets. I like over the top jackets, jackets are cool. But other than that, you know, pretty chill. Nobody to really like point to for inspiration. I just pick shit out and wear it, yeah.
1: What made you want to cut your hair off?
0: Um, It was time for just a transition and a reset. You know, I think hair is supposed to be your strength. And it got to the point where My hair wasn't my strength. It was, you know, my shield. You know, I was hiding, and I was ducking my head low, and I'm, like, mysterious, and I don't want nobody to see me, and I'm thinking about it while I perform, I'm self-conscious about it. It's, like, so many different things that went into me having the hair, where one day I woke up, and I'm like, bro, why do you have it? You know, like, I understand, you know, like, it was a part of your image, and it's what started everything off, but, you know, if it's not, if you don't feel great about it, then cut it, so, and I'm pretty sure I'll grow it back one day, but... I just felt like I had to hit the reset button and now I feel like lighter, I can move. I have to look at people, you know, I can't hide my face. I have to see people when I perform and uh, I love it. Are you planning to sustain waves now? Yeah, I mean, they was already there. I didn't really have to do too much. <laughs> <laughs> just a little water and uh, that, that was it, they stayed there.
1: So uh, what about the designs for the shirts? Like you had the little bear with the uh, middle yeah, finger up. Yeah. So how'd you uh, come up with that?
0: Me and uh, Carlin is usually the guy who runs like most of the creative ideas by me, you know, as far as like merch and some videos, everything. But um, he sent me like some some mock-ups and some sketches. And we always just kind of go with what, you know, we know people will react to and what we know like fans will love. Like at this point, I feel like I know my fans enough to know like what they like and that's all it's ever been. Like you know, what even down to like my recording process. Like I know what they want to hear. I know what they want me to talk about. I know what they might like as far as merch. I know what I need to do when I step on stage. Like so, you know, they just kind of ran through some ideas and found some great ones.
1: And you're like, oh yeah, let's just start that's the one. So uh, how close are you with your
0: team? Um, we are, you know, a family, and that's the only way that I can run like my shit. I don't know how everybody. Well, I know how everybody else runs their shit. And it's no, like, diss to other road crews, but we have the best road crew because we are a family and because that's the only way that this can ever work for me. Like, I don't want people to wake up and feel like they're at work and they can't, like, interact with each other and have fun or, like, you know, like, chill or, you know, just be around each other and it actually be, like, a good time. So, you know, we we get work done, but... More than anything, like I built this to, to be a certain thing and I want it to always be that way. Anytime something goes wrong or doesn't work or fucks up, like I don't snap or go crazy. I'm just like, it happens, so how do we fix that shit? And how do we make sure it never happens again? All right, cool, great show. Let's kill it again tomorrow. Like, and I think that's just the best way to be.
1: So how do you feel about the state of music right now and its evolution?
0: I mean, I always feel like music is on the you know progression scale. Like I never felt like at any point it got worse or it got like dumbed down or you know anything i think right now we're at a place where fun music is you know like the number one thing and that's perfectly fine with me but there's another shift happening and it's also becoming cool to talk about shit. like you have kendrick who at the peak of his career you know could have did a commercial hit making album and he did the exact opposite twice so you know to see shit like that it lets you know that I don't know, we're just on the right path. Like, from Kendrick to Cole to, you know, just the tons of people that I can name. Like, it's, it's, it's great to have people that are actually talking about shit.
1: But so. you, you don't feel offended when you have people like Lil Pump coming on saying Gucci Gang 53 times in a song, so like that. You don't?
0: Hell no, because if I go to the club and I hear somebody's fucking interlude from their long ass album, I'm gonna be upset. So I'd rather hear a Gucci gang in a club <laughs> than you know, some, some intricate ass thematic interlude. So um, it, it works for what it's supposed to work for.
1: If you weren't rapping and singing what would you be doing?
0: Um, I could never answer that because that's literally all I could ever do. I have no idea what else I could do. But after this, I can only see myself A, being some kind of like teacher, but not like a actual textbook subject type teacher, like, professor, come to class, we ain't got no textbooks, let's talk about shit. So that, um and then I just want to, like, travel. Maybe, like, actually learn how to, like, cook the fuck out of some food. <laughs> that's it. Other than that, um, music is, that's all I need.
1: So is there a vision for how you want your music to evolve?
0: Um, I mean, I want it always to be relatable. And, like I said, if you're ever in a place where you're comfortable or content, then you aren't doing your job. So I just want to make sure, like, I have my own foot up my ass 24-7 and you know whatever that produces hopefully is great you know like I I definitely don't want things to ever be constant you know as far as sonically I just want people to see the growth musically the same way I see the growth you know as a person.
1: So are you working on anything new?
0: Of course I was working on something new like a week after I finished Free Black so um, it's just been you know a process of the same way like how I made that project like I got a shit ton of music. That doesn't mean anything to me. Like, I still need to hear what I feel like is, you know, a project. And I'm close. I feel like I'm more than halfway done. And, yeah.
1: And the last question before we wrap it up. Uh, what do you want your legacy to be?
0: Hmm. I don't know. Just somebody who stuck to their guns, you know. And like I said, my message is, you know, just pushing love. And you can look at it however you want to look at it. Whether it's basic to you or whether it's like you know the most powerful thing in the world to you, like that's my message, and I'm gonna do everything I can to push that message for as long as I can. That's it. Yo, this is Black, and you're listening to Box ATL. Thank you, no thank you, thank you.
1: Mind if I take a uh, couple pictures?